Hello and welcome to the German New Medicine Stories podcast. May listening bring liberation and lightness to your healing journey. Please note that nothing that I or any of my guests say here is or should be misinterpreted as medical information or advice. These are personal stories, not prescriptions. Um, so this episode is special because I interviewed my husband, Matthew, which um, was both you know, super sweet and also hilarious and awkward at the same time <laughs> to interview somebody, um, you know, who, you know, so intimately and also um, about stories that, you know, I lived alongside him and know all the answers to. And um, yeah, so I, I ended up to edit out so a few segments of us hysterically laughing at each other, but I think it still flows together. So yeah, we talk about um, a penis adaptation that he was running for quite a few months. We talk about the eczema that he's had since he was three years old and how that resolved. We talk about ringworm. We also talk about um, his father's death from cancer two years ago and how learning German new medicine has shifted some of his understanding around that and then we also get into nature connection and the wilderness program that we were in and just how that all relates um for us to to german new medicine and the five biological laws and yeah it's a really sweet episode with lots of nuggets and i hope you enjoy okay are you ready i think so <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, well, do you remember how I first told you about GNM? I think I showed you in uh, one of Melissa's videos, right? Yeah, it was like the hour-long introduction. Mm -hmm. It was at your dad's place in Kelowna. Okay. Do you remember? Like, <laughs> it's so funny talking to you like this. Yeah. Do you remember? Uh, yeah. What, what did you think? I mean, I know I probably talked about it to you before, but that was the first time you kind of got like the full picture mm -hmm. yeah it just made it made a lot of sense it definitely was confronting was it confronting some pieces of it it was mostly just like that like unlearning where it was just like mm -hmm. this can't be but like I've always sort of felt that they're like it makes it makes so much sense mm -hmm. on one level but it goes against everything I've been Mm -hmm. taught mm -hmm. so it was just a recalibration yeah yeah exactly <laughs> some like static energy <laughs> in my body just like what it's just yeah exactly recalibrating mm -hmm. yeah it was it's such a fresh perspective mm -hmm. it's like oh, okay it's like clear and clean and like calm coherent yeah yeah exactly <laughs> it actually made sense uh-huh and that was probably the most, the most like interesting or revelatory piece of it was that it was actually a coherent <laughs> like this hotel. Yeah, it wasn't just like a hodgepodge together of theories that don't actually make sense, but you kind of have to just like go with yeah. it. Yeah, and this sort of like cloudy, very unclear, murky thing of like, well, it's case by case, and mm -hmm. everything is mm -hmm. its own little world of of research and problems and okay well if we should listen to first story 
um, which I think people are going to find very entertaining. It's basically how we went from having like all the sex to none of the sex. <laughs> right, right. Pretty quickly. Uh, days before our wedding. So we, we basically practiced no sex after marriage <laughs> accidentally for quite a while. Um, yeah. So yeah, this started, I think it was like days before our wedding. So we were, we were at your mom's, we were getting ready for the wedding and we had just had sex. What I remember is that, I don't, did you say that? I don't remember that. I just remember you coming, like, I was like blissed out and just hanging out in bed. Like, I remember okay. coming back in the room, you leaving very happy and then going to the bathroom and then coming back, just like, like <laughs> I don't know, ashen, just oh, like, God. <laughs> And like very uh, disturbed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And basically, and you showed me you had like it basically looked like a cut. Yeah. On your penis, uh -huh. on the like right hand side, kind of like near the top. Mm -hmm. Basically. And yeah. It was pretty inflamed, like kind of swollen at that point. Yes, it was. It was, yeah. It looked like a tear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Mm -hmm. And then you, I think then you were kind of like, yeah, actually it was a little bit painful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, And I don't, I don't really know. We were just like, okay, weird. That'll go away. <laughs> yeah. We thought it was just something that would, that was a sort of quick, quickly yeah. healing thing. Yeah. Um, just, and we just assumed it that it would just heal. Yeah in a week or less yeah just don't touch it like a cut yeah right yeah exactly if it's a cut it's uh -huh. gonna heal <laughs> yeah. and then we're gonna get on with it right and then and then we got married mm -hmm. and we went on our honeymoon which was not alone it was with both of our very, families very public honeymoon, yeah. and i also which is interesting I've never in my life had a yeast infection before, but the morning of our wedding, I woke up with like a raging yeast infection and like the, for one and only of my entire life. And I think it's actually because when you came into the room and like showed me, I was like, there was a moment where I was like caught off guard right, and was nowhere near as like deeply rooted in the five biological laws as I am now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I think I was like, oh my God, like that was just inside. <laughs> you totally. know? So I think I, I had like a, a shock in that moment. And like, this is, you know, I think it can become clear how quote unquote, like sexually transmitted diseases mm -hmm. can happen, you know, and I could have easily, if I didn't, and I did know GNM. So I kind of like knew that morning what had happened. And I was like, oh, fuck this sucks. <laughs> um, but uh yeah it made sense it made sense that I had like woke up with those with those symptoms mm -hmm. um and so for the reason of having the yeast infection and then our honeymoon we didn't have sex we yeah. didn't even try we didn't even try. <laughs> no for a while I probably tried but was shut down with <laughs> yeah, <probably. laughs> a lot of a lot of good reasons um okay and then then I don't know really when we a few weeks later we did have sex yeah because it yeah. seemed like your penis was fine basically. it was it was better pretty much it looked 90 mm percent -hmm. like it had gone away yeah but then it, it came back came back full, full throttle after we had sex yeah 
And again, it just basically looked like like a little two little cuts or something, basically. Yeah. It kind of get really inflamed. It would get really inflamed. But it, yeah, it really just looked like a little, mm-hmm. little cut. And then it just basically every time we would have sex, this would happen. Yeah. And yeah, then it would it like seem like it was getting better. Yeah. And then it would just come right back. Uh-huh. And it was then it just kept being painful and awkward. And yeah. then just between us, it was really not enjoyable because there was this like thing uh-huh. that we both had on our mind. Yeah. That, well, we just had our like epic sex life a little bit shattered. <laughs> completely shattered. Yeah. Totally. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There was just this like third thing mm-hmm. in the space with us, which was this, this like weird lingering cut, and it was such a mystery. And well, and so then, so pretty much like, very quickly, I was like, okay, well, must be a separation conflict. We went down one whole rabbit hole with your brother because we were like trying right. to stand for like the weeks before the wedding. Yeah, like, like the days before be? the wedding. So yeah, my brother was in the house and. Yeah. And so we thought that that could be something. Well, we thought basically that I think because any one time we were having sex upstairs and then we heard him come in the house. Yeah. And we were pretty sure that he heard us. Well, I don't, that, did he? I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't know. That, that was but where that hypothesis came from. We had, you had, because it only matters your experience. Yeah. If you had, if while we were having sex, you had experienced a like wanting to separate because you heard your brother come in the house. Yeah, exactly. So then... <laughs> Which we were like, okay, this makes total sense. That's probably what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and so then, we went down that for a while. Yeah. And then you had, you know, like talking about it and then you ended up talking to your brother, like not directly about that, but like Just, about sexuality in general. Yeah, not at all. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but it was still helpful because things are better between my brother and I now. Totally. But, and I think that's, that's also the beautiful part about like it, you can't hurt yourself trying to find a conflict shock and like cleaning up things in your life resolving other things that might not yeah so that was beautiful yeah and I think yeah it was like kind of it kept being a topic of conversation obviously but then there was like you know a bit of a challenging dynamic and I think for me not Mm -hmm. wanting to like always bring it up and be like you're broken we must fix you (laughs) yeah yeah Um, totally and me not always wanting to talk about it and be like yes I am broken. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and maybe we should talk about it. So we, you, you did also see a body worker at some point who had suggested that it might be like fascial tightness, basically. Yeah, exactly. Some, some going on with my fascia, and and which again is just like it's interesting because we know we knew German medicine at the time. That was before. Like I had all of my experiences of resolving my chronic pain so Mm -hmm. it was it hadn't like fully landed landed yeah and my like level of uh like the depth to which I I understood the five biological laws and all the special biological programs was still um you know like amateur I guess um yeah which is also funny because I'm like I I'm very opposed to essential oils, but uh-huh. when you're in the moment, you're just like fucking desperate. I want to like too How many different circumstances <laughs> like that are people in where it's just yeah. like I don't agree with this thing, but it's kind of the only yeah. like it's the Stuff only gig in town, right? So then, basically, this whole thing continues and for continues, some more months. And continues <laughs> and neither of us are happy and then we're just like these horny roommates 
<laughs> and it's really hard. It put a lot of stress on our relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was also great. I think like we learned a lot, but it was we also did. sweet relief when we resolved it. Yeah. So I think I think we were sitting right here actually. We was like we were having dinner. Probably we were always sitting right here resolving <laughs> conflicts. This is what this is what goes on. So we basically <laughs> we, we figured it out. <laughs> it was it must have been three weeks before the wedding or something. Yeah, it wasn't that long before. We were, we were going from the town that we were living in to see my dad, I think, and we were driving my van. And since we were having sex like all the time at that point. <laughs> Just didn't even know the wonderful freedom that we had. <laughs> um, we decided to take a break from our road trip. Yeah. So we had the van, which was like a bed in the back, which, mm -hmm. you know, makes for very easy uh, uh, road trip breaks. And we pulled over into this like huge, like, I don't know how to describe like, the, the enormity of this parking lot. Yeah. Like it was for a university. So it was huge, huge, huge. Like there was multiple like. Like stages. Yeah. yeah. And it was empty like there was nobody in the parking lot. so we we pulled over which we've done before not like an unusual no scenario we had sex it was great and then we were getting ready to go like like getting dressed again getting ready to, like it was mm -hmm. also so hot like, was say, it hours. was like unbearably hot <laughs> but the, the level of horny outweighed the like sweltering heat yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and then you must have noticed first. I did notice first. Uh -huh. Basically, I went up to the driver's seat. Uh -huh. I think I was like unrolling a window or something, you know, mm -hmm. picking off the window covers, something like that. And through the window, like full on eye contact. And I was just like, so alarmed. Yeah. So taken disturbed yeah 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 <laughs> taken aback yeah completely disturbed totally classic conflict shock criteria yeah mm -hmm. yeah like and, hardly had clothes on yeah and and like we're you know just blasted open and it was just yeah they get a the man is like standing like two like feet from the front of our van yeah and also i think probably a layer of like he was clearly disabled and like standing there and it was just like a very bizarre awkward uncomfortable thing mm -hmm. and you know for you the like I maybe had just a few seconds to kind of like catch up to what was happening and for whatever for me like it was also like I remember that so then we got dressed <laughs> went home and we're like what the fuck that was so weird even on the way home I was like yeah you were looking back now you were like clearly in shock and then that that night too we were both still kind of like that was weird like I remember you I asked you to do like a little clearing meditation to like yeah help us just like forget about it so we could go to yeah sleep. and like remove the remove the influence as much as we could in the moment um so then basically we found the moment it's not gonna happen again <laughs> resolved you know you were in a hanging healing yeah but having conscious awareness of what the shock was which was wanting separation from this man who was right outside the van, you know, moments after we had just had sex. Mm -hmm. And the reason it, the separation conflict was localized to your penis was because you, I don't even know if you had underwear, like, were you fully naked? I, I have no idea. I know I did not have many clothes on, yeah. whether or not it was and you, underwear. Like, that was clearly like the sensation and focus of your psyche in that moment was probably on your penis. Totally. Just had sex. Yeah. Like the, 
such a vulnerable mm-hmm. situation to be in. Yeah. Like you're completely exposed. Yeah. Emotionally and physically. Like you're just yeah. You're blasted wide open. And then you're encountered with this really intense, like prying, peering energy. Yeah. So then it was like, okay, made sense. And it has just never come back. Nope. <laughs> back to <laughs> got our mojo back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it resolved within a couple of days. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What was that like for you? That was your first, like, real aha. Uh-huh. I mean, you'd watched me have quite a few, but. Yeah, I had. So I had felt left out until that point. Like, <laughs> why isn't it working for me? <laughs> it, made so, it made sense. It was like, oh, duh. Why the fuck didn't we think of that earlier? Yeah. Like something just clicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was just, it was the full investment into that. Mm-hmm. Oh, Janet works. Mm-hmm. It's real. Yeah, the laws are laws. <laughs> yeah, the laws are laws, exactly. Mm-hmm. So then uh, I subject you to many, <laughs> many uh, GNM uh, like exploration, you know, always kind of like poking and trying to find the conflict for your other lingering symptoms yeah which one of them is that you've had eczema behind your ears since you were three something like that yeah Yeah. as long as i can remember eczema behind my ears and we again similarly had tried a bunch of different things you know was it this that like a bunch of different avenues yeah yeah and then one day i was just listening to um like a bunch of case studies testimonials i guess about about people resolving stuff with Germany medicine. And there was a story about someone, um, it was something, it was about eczema and, and how like the track had become uh, like some clothing that they wore. And it was just like, it just flashed instantly. I don't know why, like I just immediately saw you as a little kid pulling a shirt over your head and it getting stuck. Cause like, I, you know, just behind the ears, like I just immediately connected, well, what could it be? And then I, I remember I forgot to tell you for a few days, but then I, dinner or something, I was like, oh my God, I think I figured out what your ear eczema is. And do you remember that? Oh, I do. Uh-huh. Totally. Because I had this like hilarious response uh-huh. where I was like, that's got to be it. Like, I used to hate that. That was the worst. <laughs> I like, I just went off for like two minutes, I think, yeah. or something. Yeah. Just like talking about how much that used to be a thing for me and how like, uh-huh. As a kid, it was so challenging and frustrating. Right. That you, your shirts that, that would, my shirts would get stuck. Yeah, yeah. And that you would exactly. need, like it basically became a, a symbol of your lack of independence because you needed help. Right? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. And it would just show the lack of like control I had over my wardrobe because if there was like a shirt mm. that kept getting stuck, like I didn't want to wear that shirt. Right. But it would still stick around. Yeah. Yeah, because I wasn't in control of. Because mm-hmm. I was so young, but it was still, mm-hmm. it still had that feeling of just like wanting to get away from that whole situation. Mm-hmm. Because you would basically, you would get stuck, and then you would need your mom to like, you know, <laughs> yeah, it over yeah. Your head. Or I'd be like arguing with my mom because she's trying to get a shirt off my head, oh. and it's super stuck, <laughs> and like we're kind of fighting, and I'm just frustrated, and I just like want out of the situation oh, and not for the shirt to come off my head because it was painful yeah it was painful and I was trying to let my mom know that it was 
-hmm. it sucked and it was like well you got to just endure the pain for like half a second and then I so basically you had a separation conflict that was a wanting to separate Mm -hmm. and um the so a separation conflict can't actually be with like a non-physical thing so you you didn't have a separation conflict with the shirt it's always in relationship to another living being it could be a pet you Mm -hmm. know or, or a human um but so you you had a you wanted to separate from your mother but the the shirt became the track yeah and so the reason it's been chronic since you were three because you don't give a shit now <laughs> but it's been chronic since you were three because what do you do every single day take on and off shirts yeah um and so i think i asked you some more things like i was like okay can you like are there specific moments you remember mm-hmm. i think you had remembered like a specific color of a shirt mm-hmm. something like this and then we kind of left it yeah and then a few days later, you told me the that you caught yourself. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I just remember taking a shirt off before bed and, and it was like the tiniest bit tight. And I had those same emotions come up and those same thoughts. Uh-huh. And it was the first time I had noticed that those, that I had stepped on track. I was like, uh-huh. oh, whoa, like this is what it actually means to have repeating uh-huh. thoughts like I am usually right. fairly aware of my thoughts or so I think yeah well I think that's the funny part about you know uh, most people who find Germany medicine you're already like fairly far along the path of like you know trying to develop self-awareness and be a conscious person and all of this and then you realize like I think that was shocking for me like you realize how many of the thoughts you have during the day are unconscious like are mm-hmm. going on outside of your conscious awareness and just it's so cool when you're like oh my god I didn't even know that every day for, <laughs> for all these years there was like a flash yeah you know and it, it's like so it can be so um like so fast before it's out of your yeah. awareness but you it's... had a flag this time and so you actually saw yourself yeah like go through that, that yeah track. yeah and then we came up with a hilarious oh my god stupid <laughs> mantra <laughs> Right, what was it? What did I say? Uh, I'm a slippery fish. I'm a slippery fish. <laughs> so then every time you, yeah, the 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 encouragement was to think about how much of a slippery fish you are every time you take yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I added a, an addendum to that just so it was a bit less weird, a bit more clear. What did you say? So I'm a slippery fish whose shirts are generally too big (laughs) because you know as a result of this conflict unconsciously I much prefer like a bit of a baggy (laughs) I'm not a tight clothes person I Uh I've hated turtlenecks my whole life and it's just sort of part of that whole thing is that like I I don't want to be trapped by my clothing Uh and that was a completely unconscious thing as well Uh yeah yeah so then basically like I don't know two three days later all gone. Mm-hmm. No more eczema behind the ear. Nothing. Still gone. Still gone. Many months later. Yeah. That was pretty fucking cool. That was, yeah. That like, was really, to have really found cool. the conflict from when you were three years. I mean, because the, the farther you get from the moment of the conflict shock, the more challenging it is. Yeah. And, like, things, especially when they're that young, because, you know, you may or may not have memory. Yeah. But we got it. That was, we got was so it. cool. Yeah. 
it's it's such a crazy thing to be like okay remember that thing that happened to you when you were three uh -huh. <laughs> I'm not gonna get this uh -huh. but then yeah it it just takes a bit of a memory even yeah like it doesn't take the full picture mm -hmm. everything that happened what yeah. you were feeling you yeah. know well and like what I have ex have learned I think from, you know, myself and from you and then from all the other people now that I've, you know, been helping to resolve conflicts is it's, it's for most people, it's not actually like, and for me, you know, at first I thought, oh, I don't have any memories, but it's not actually like a lack of memory. I don't think for most people that's preventing them from resolving their conflicts using Germany medicine and the five biological laws. I think it's actually just an, an inadequate understanding of like, not the five biological laws exactly because you know it's it's relatively simple to have a robust sort of awareness of what those are and what that means but to not uh be able to competently think biologically right and that only i think comes mm -hmm. by hearing so many stories and like really grasping your mind mm -hmm. around just a completely different way experiencing it for yourself Experience yourself and and hearing so many stories. So then you start to know how to scan through your mm -hmm. own experience to find the shock. Because it's like, if I had told you, if I asked you, you know, what happened when you were three years old? I mean, whatever, maybe nothing hugely traumatic. But even if something hugely traumatic had happened, I mean, we're talking, you had chronic eczema behind your ears for 23 years of your life because of taking a shirt off your head. Like, you know, they're often, yeah. it's actually very small, seemingly um, insignificant events and that's why people don't often find them when they first come to GNM mm -hmm. and it's not until you start hearing a lot of stories and be like oh it's actually often like really kind of little things and just trusting that you're the aha moment like there is an answer there mm -hmm. there, there is for sure a cause <laughs> and and if you seek long enough you know you're going to find it mm -hmm. yeah no it's it's pretty wild having mm -hmm. the eczema gone Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well so the other fun one was then I don't know like a couple weeks later I noticed that there still was kind of like a rash behind your ear but mm -hmm. it was it was like it was different lower. it was lower so but then I looked at it closer and realized it actually wasn't eczema it was actually ringworm like tiny little like little three rings. there was like three little rings um, per side wasn't it or was it just on the right side I think it was more prominent on the right side but I think it was, it was also both, yeah. I think it was actually both yeah um which I have to say like I just think ringworm is like the coolest thing like the fact that the body like creates a rat like a rash like that in like perfect circular formation I don't know this is something about ringworm that is just like aesthetically it just it just to me like proves the the magic yeah yeah or the order of, of all mm -hmm. of it yeah exactly right yeah maybe, maybe we need to find a new name for ringworm yeah it sounds so gross <laughs> like that's it's like the least gross looking symptom to me I don't know it's like oh look it's a cute little circle <laughs> telling you exactly where you need to be looking <laughs> yeah yeah so some amalgus rash it's just yeah kind of and I had some sort of oh yeah, yeah eczema yeah. or yes something below my hairline on my forehead yes coming out like right into the visible sides and and yes. forehead yeah but face. yeah there was like eczema kind of like all the way sort of around the edge mm -hmm. of your almost face. like a half inch yeah in some places uh-huh 
And that also went. It also went with the hair. Yeah. So basically <laughs> what what we we deduced from all of that was that the hair was the track that mm-hmm. basically you had had um feeling attacked, feeling soiled, which makes complete sense given sort of your my upbringing, your fam- family context and the like lack of approval for for your hair. Yeah. That you experienced. The soft disapproval. The soft disapproval. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Very polite disapproval (laughs) of my hair. Yeah. And and the the implied weight that was carried in that from all of the programming of my childhood Mm -hmm. of being dirty, being Mm -hmm. unprofessional, being um, unpresentable. Um, that I carried unconsciously while trying to escape those things (laughs) yeah you know and And uh, became became conscious after you cut it off and then realized that the symptoms went away mm -hmm. and that I was still I must have still been carrying all of those Mm -hmm. those old thoughts Mm -hmm. those Mm -hmm. old inherited perspectives and I think like this story is really cool because well one it was you know, so most conflicts that we experience in our life, you know, do we resolve sort of intuitively, instinctively, just things happen and symptoms change. And we don't necessarily, if you don't know the five biological laws and don't know the different special biological programs, it's like, you don't get to um, mine the self-knowledge from from the symptom resolution, right? Because Mm -hmm. I think you've got to just get to see a piece of your consciousness by realizing like, oh, you did actually have uh, Mm -hmm. conflict in relation to your dreads. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, what a, what a like practical resolution it was. You didn't know that that's what, you know, cut it off practical resolution. Yeah. And I I knew for other reasons that it was time to get rid of Uh them. Yeah. That's not why you cut it off. No, not at all. Yeah. Well, now you can, if you if you were to to grow your hair again, right, you'd have a lot more, you'd have a new layer of awareness about it. Totally. And, totally. Um and I'd be able to watch my thoughts a lot more. Yeah. In those moments. Yeah. And oh, and so was the the ringworm went away, and then also the eczema like around your forehead mm-hmm. also went away. So that was clearly um related to, to the hair as to well. The hair being a track. Mm-hmm. Um yeah is there anything else you want to say about German new medicine and kind of our journey with that together over the past year yeah that sometimes when you are trying to find that conflict shock it can be frustrating Mm -hmm. it can definitely be frustrating because you have to take responsibility to Mm-hmm. step up and and look into your past and examine with that lens of what what could it be given the type of conflict that it is and and just start sort of spitballing different mm-hmm. potential avenues mm-hmm. um, but but the overall relief that you can receive from GNM mm-hmm. just the like clarity and and competence you feel in being able to sort of figure things out 
yourself and heal things in a way that mm-hmm. actually makes sense that actually helps you grow as an individual mm-hmm. and helps you heal your own emotional wounds that mm-hmm. you may or may not realize that you still have open yeah it's an incredible relief and it's an, an incredible tool for for healing and for for maturation and growth and doesn't have to cost anything <laughs> you know I mean we've spent we spent a lot of actually you know maybe I, what I want to say just with you here like it's been so like such a gift all like we spent you know many evenings you know for dinner and candlelight just like you know, kind of drilling into each other's past and and those have been so sweet like I think we've learned so much about each other that I just I don't know if we ever would have mm-hmm. a- asked certain questions or like thought back over these things no just way. sort of like spontaneously because it's just like you just kind of crack open a whole new um window into the person that you love mm-hmm. um so yeah, I don't know that's been really precious for me, and and your <laughs> your willingness also to be my my like guinea pig and to <laughs> to uh, be be in the beginning a very inefficient uh, <laughs> conflict <laughs> finder. Yeah, certainly always more efficient than me. But, <laughs> but yeah, it it definitely opened up mm-hmm. a big big space and big like a realm of of potential conversation and and getting to know each other on a completely Mm -hmm. like a much deeper level yeah I also feel like it's really influencing now like as we you know more and more talking about having a baby and a family and um conscious conception like yeah knowing the five biological laws like it's just for me and I it has completely changed like what I think about preconception and mm. like, you know I think before I was so kind of diet like I will Western any price for three years without a baby and uh now it's like that feels you know important to me but so much more like this consciousness work and this mm-hmm. awareness and the like how can we together create this like peaceful strength Mm -hmm. from which to create a family yeah not coming from a place of avoiding the conflicts but Mm -hmm. knowing Mm -hmm. that they're resolvable yeah and knowing becoming competent in resolving them yeah well and i just can't wait it's like how cool like you know knowing how much deeper i've got to know you through germany medicine i mean what a beautiful insight into our children it will be too Mm -hmm. to be able to understand the moments when they feel separated or the moments when they feel devalued or the moments when they feel like their territory is being threatened like it's just totally. i don't know i'm i'm if, so excited if we that. can really like <laughs> i mean if i can get close to your level of, of having a grasp of these things and if we can see them in the moment or in the mm-hmm. in the hours and in days after these things happen mm-hmm. like what an incredible parenting tool yeah like truly something that will change everything about Mm -hmm. about how we're looking at how our children are doing and how each other are doing and yeah yeah well just having an insight into the complexities of other people's psyche I mean that's (laughs) I love that part about GNM become a bit of a mind reader when you see someone's symptoms but or psychoanalyst psychoanalyst yeah psychophysical analyst (laughs) (laughs) um do you want to say anything about 
about how you've like reconciled your dad's death and cancer or if if learning germany medicine has like offered anything there in terms of finding peace or clarity yeah to an extent it has offered some clarity just in the way that instinctually i've always sort of known that there was more of a more connection to our symptoms and our psyche than mm-hmm. than we're taught and that we're we're mm-hmm. told about that collectively that we that we know about and during my my dad's whole transit through through cancer it was a big topic constantly it was like the big elephant in the room is like what caused this thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like what where did it come from right because he was so healthy and so strong and so, so like fit and yeah and yeah ate well and mm-hmm. and everybody was confused and then it was just like oh it's just bad luck mm-hmm. it's just bad luck mm-hmm. and that never sat right with me mm-hmm. and there was always there is that sort of pattern in the world of like well it could be hereditary you might right. have the genes right that might make you get this sort of cancer mm-hmm. not that that was a big hmm. voice in my psyche yeah that wasn't a big fear that i was like oh no like when i hit mm-hmm. 60 mm-hmm. i'm probably going to come down with the exact same thing mm-hmm but it was still lingering to some yeah, extent the, the it's seed like was there. yeah mm-hmm. if the seeds for the cancer were in him <laughs> right and his seed is me right yeah but but just learning these things like really allows me to let go of all of those like quote unquote hereditary right fears mm-hmm. and for me i thought that the, the cause of his cancer was stress right just in a general sort of way mm-hmm. i see him living a fairly high stress lifestyle mm-hmm. even though he's staying active and fit and and everything it's there's not a lot of recovery time or downtime or, or, or calm relaxation so that's what i saw and and that was frustrating to to overcome too with with gnm because it like I had to let go of like stress as a general cause for disease yeah it's like well yeah we're like you could easily misinterpret a conflict shock for just a general stress Mm -hmm. like oh this person is just stressed that's Mm -hmm. why they have some crazy symptom right well it's like you know you are more likely to experience a conflict shock if you are living well about above your like emotional physical threshold all the time totally but still you know no cancer can be initiated in the body unless you know there there is a shock like the shock precedes Mm. it and you know these things aren't occurring randomly this is directly being controlled by the brain and Mm -hmm. um and cancer is one of those things that it's just a we have this massive mm -hmm. social Mm -hmm. construct around what cancer is and what it means and we're told basically we are directly told exactly the emotions we should feel Mm. terror fear self-blame yeah Mm -hmm. existential threat from Mm -hmm. 
invisible enemy that will strike anyone at any time whenever it likes yeah the thing that i that i i don't know if i'm like articulating it as clearly externally yet as like it feels inside but i feel such a parallel with um like all of the nature connection like wilderness Mm. work that we've been doing i mean you far more than me but like how easy it is and and how I've for sure experienced is like walking out into a forest and just being like, I don't, well, I don't know. Like this is fucking chaos out here. This is nature. I, yeah. It's just like, if I, I, this is all seems random. Like I, I can't even, I can't read. I can't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I remember that story that I think it was Jean-Claude told us of the guy who could, um, when we were, when we were learning about the tracks that went on that board one day and he told us the story mm-hmm. of the guy who could, um, you know, look at a topographical, topographical map of an area and um know exactly like the route that a cougar would take Mm -hmm. know how the land moves the animal yeah exactly there you go and and um and i also remember like when we yeah we were together for the whole tracking trip um Mm -hmm. like that uh this was other matt said that tracking is a great teacher in truth like, cause it's, mm-hmm. it can only be one track. Like we can sit there being like, oh, is this is a little loud, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, but it's, it's not even just one species. Like it could also be only one animal yeah, at one day one that put that track down. Yeah. In one moment. And that, yeah. that, you know, we've kind of just become desensitized to like how actually nonsensical, like pretty much every mm-hmm. sort of like theory of how disease works in both the allopathic and quote-unquote alternative world is like how it isn't consistent it isn't coherent from beginning to end and then we've kind of just settled it's just like oh well that's just like how nature is like it's just random out there it's just chaotic it's just sort of destructive and like um random yeah entropic yeah but it's not like now you know and it's still very like i i don't have like this full skill in myself at all yet but I can see how one could walk out into a forest and and see nothing but sense and -hmm. intelligence and and purpose you know like this branch like that is here and this track is here and of course of course of course of course like all of this makes perfect sense and then like before it looked like chaos Mm -hmm. but that's only because we're like biologically blind like we they're don't actually understand the natural laws yeah that there actually is order like nature is not you know it's obviously there's layers of like chaos and entropy and all of this but like fundamentally there is intelligent order and it's the same in our bodies like just because we have become blind in our culture to that order doesn't mean that it's, that not, it's not there right yeah. there is and and you know like how how Jean-Claude said that the guy could read where a cougar would go I mean mm-hmm. Dr. Hammer he could read someone's brain scan and tell you exactly uh you know what symptoms mm-hmm. you have had in your life and have now and and will express if you resolve conflicts like mm-hmm. that level of of intimacy and like literacy and li- yes exactly literacy yeah. in biology is possible um and and that's really what German New Medicine and Dr. Hammer um offers for those who are willing to like you know make it a bit of a hobby for a while until you Mm -hmm. until you really grasp it enough 
Yeah. Oh, you know, <laughs> there's so many connections between that world and GNM because also like the the sit spots, right? And just like how important it is to like one of the core nature connection practices is sitting still in nature, you know, every day, like having a routine, ideally like kind of a, the same time of day. And it's, I mean, this kind of GM requires the same. It's like actually slowing down and opening your awareness. Yeah. And actually watching yourself think, mm-hmm. you know, because most of the time we can, our, our chronic ruminations, obsessions, worries, fears are like the breadcrumbs that will lead us back to to the conflict shock mm-hmm. and to draw another connection with sit spot mm-hmm. it's like those same thoughts of me taking my shirt off is like the robin that's there every day at the mm-hmm. same time it's like it's part of the fabric of the place mm-hmm. and until you're there long enough to recognize that that's an individual mm-hmm. and it's a distinct different part of the rest of it yeah you're not going to be able to pick that out and recognize that as its own right at first thing. you just walk out and you just see nature yeah. <laughs> there's a bunch, a bunch of nature out of there there's a bird flying away <laughs> but then you you know increasingly develop more and more discernment and relationship and, and like individuality like breaking apart the thing that seemed like one big mass before mm-hmm. yeah bringing into relationship each mm-hmm. different piece yeah. whether it's a thought or whether it's an, an animal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or a plant or any being yeah or even a rock like oh those that's a that's something that is in my mind mm-hmm. every single day yeah or if it's a piece of driftwood and it comes in and you can tell like oh i've had this thought for like a few days now right. and it just keeps drifting away <laughs> or it washes up and you're like damn it's kind of stuck in here right now yeah it really there's a lot of parallels yeah feel good for now <laughs> yeah yeah well second part when we resolve more yeah more yeah exactly <laughs> mm, i love you so much you oh, i love you too thanks for being you <laughs> and having this thing everyone if you can find a partner who does <laughs> have a huge interest in gnm it really does help <laughs> it's really kind of lovely <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, it's going to be a perfect quality in a mother. Mm. <laughs> it's like a healer without any like funky little potions. <laughs> and... Thank you for listening. Um, as always, you can find me on Instagram at Freya Kellett. And yeah, lots of fun episodes coming soon.